So hello and welcome to my podcast um, for the dark moon or the new moon on Friday the 30th of August. And whilst I was shuffling, I'm reading with the Rider Waite deck, one card just fell right out and was it was very obvious that it needed to be read and it is the Ten of Swords. So the Ten of Swords shows a man lying or a woman. Actually, many of the people in the Rider Waite de deck, it's not clear on whether they're male or female. So let's get that right. A person lying on their front with ten swords in their back. Okay, so, I mean, it's quite a, a disconcerting image, but there are a few clues in this card as to how actually this is about possibilities, letting go and new beginnings. Firstly, we have water behind him, a sea, a lake, who knows, with blue mountains. This is about emotional change, about new potential, new beginnings. Secondly, much of the sky is inky black. I mean, just black. You can even see where the pen lines have created that dark. It's not a storm cloud. It's not even midnight. There's no, it's black. But on the horizon, there is golden light. Is it sunrise? Is it sunset? It doesn't matter. Change. So we have all the swords in his back. He appears to be dead. But there is the sense that this is a relief, a letting go, a change. Look really carefully at his hand. His fingers seem to be in a very weird position. If you find the hierophant, you will see the same finger position. This is a blessing. So the Ten of Swords. The swords in the Rider Waite deck represent your mind. We can all get trapped by our own mind. We become overwhelmed with what we think we should do, with what we think others think we should do, with um, our own uh, perceived weaknesses. And it, it, it overwhelms us. You know, nothing, nothing brings um, destruction into our life more than that, that little niggle in your head telling you time and time and time again how you're not good enough, you're not worthy, you're unlovable. Everybody has it to some degree. And the Ten of Swords is very often about really finding the stillness to listen to your own inner thoughts and then let go of those that aren't helping you. Now, it can be quite catastrophic actually to stop and think and listen to what you really think about yourself. We keep ourselves so busy with music and well, podcasts, uh, social media, box sets, that I don't think we do that very much nowadays. Actually stop and consider what do I think about myself, about my life? So you know, this is a dark moon. It's a really good time for being still and for reflection. And if you feel the need to, to cry or to maybe write letters to people you feel that have hurt you and then burn them, um, or if you just want to sit and allow your thoughts to flow and listen to them, and a really good way to um, release negative thoughts is to breathe them out. And so it's very simple. You find a peaceful place for you somewhere that it could be in the bath, not when you're driving, but, you know, it could be in the bath. It could be maybe if you've parked up and you've got home and you have a few minutes peace before you need to go in. 
maybe just at the bottom of the garden, maybe you go for a walk somewhere nice, wherever works for you. And as you breathe in, really listen to your own inner critic. And then as you breathe out, let those thoughts go. Just keep that pattern going of breathing in and listening to yourself and breathing out and letting it go. And if you can make sound with your breath, that really helps. And, you know, five, even 10, 20 minutes of doing that will make you feel a lot clearer in your head. So that's our 10 of swords. I'm going to be honest and say they're all quite dark cards today. Um, but I think this is a good time, both today and in sort of the week coming, for clearing mental crap. It's that simple. Our next card is the Six of Pentacles. Here we have a man dressed as a merchant, and he has a scale, in, a pair of scales in one hand, and in the other hand, he's giving some coins to a beggar. He has two beggars in front of him, and they are both kneeling down with cupped open hands, waiting to receive his charity. Charity, <clears throat> that's a big word because charity suggests you're being given something that you haven't earned or don't deserve or is being given by the considered generosity of the other person. Now, believe you know, don't get me wrong. If somebody is 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 in a desperate state, if there's a man, you know, or a woman that's homeless, or there's been a natural disaster, to give money to support that person or that nation or that place, that is a true, true act of generosity. But what we see in this card is not that kind of charity. This is charity to control. Have a look at the coins falling from the merchant's hand. Two seem to be closer to the beggar and two seem to be kind of pulled back. This is the six of pentacles. Have a good look at the merchant's hand. He appears to be holding two back for himself. I think the releasing of mental clutter, the truly listening to your inner voice, will allow you to recognize who is emotionally and maybe mon monetarily manipulating you charity to control. It's interwoven into most relationships, most families, most friends, most workplaces. People give a little bit because they expect to get more back. These are the kind of people that when they offer you help, you know there will be a price to pay. These are the kind of people that when you do something for them, generous, generous, can't say that, generously <laughs> or diligently, they thank you, but they just tag a little criticism on there. You know, you know the kind of people. I'm not saying you ditch them. I'm saying that you realize that you allow that controlling relationship to happen. And very often what happens is those little niggling words that are designed to just make you feel a little bit insecure, a little bit down, they go into your, your mind and they become a generous companion reminding you that you're not quite good enough. So by listening to your own inner critic, by clearing that, you'll be able to hear more truly who around you is supporting, listening, working with you, 
in a very clear and honest way and who probably unconsciously and not even aware of it is actually trying to control and manipulate you. So like I said, I'm not saying you cut people out. I'm just saying be aware. Be aware of those dramas that you've allowed yourself to become entangled in and say, no, no, I'm not going to play these games anymore. Because the last card of our trio is the Five of Swords. I warned you they are all complicated and less, less than the golden happy cards. The Five of Swords, it's a card a lot of people don't like. We have a man standing very near us, the audience. He appears to be um, mischievous. He has red hair blowing in the wind and he's looking back over his, uh, his, vic his victims, the people that he has, um, he's taken their swords. He's looking back at them and he seems to be gleeful. He is holding three swords and on the ground is another two swords. This is clearly the victor. He is not hurt in any way. Slightly further away from us, there are two people that appear to be, um, I'm going to use the word sad, their heads are down, they don't have swords, their backs are towards us. They seem to um, be walking away. They seem to be leaving the conflict having lost. But the interesting thing here is that in the Rider Waite deck, and most tarot decks in fact, the swords represent our thoughts and our words. So there's been a verbal battle. Maybe, because we don't know, the two people that appear to be the losers, maybe they verbally attacked this guy. Maybe they were trying to, as in the Six of Pentacles, control him. You know, to entangle him, to... um to incite some sort of victim mentality or to, to, to get him to lose his temper in some way. Maybe that's what they were doing. Maybe the reason that he feels so gleeful is that finally he didn't get triggered. Because when other people are trying to control and manipulate you, their words only work if deep down you believe them. So, you know, if you insult someone and it's a ridiculous insult and they, they have no true connection to that insult at all, it just bounces right off. I know in arguments in the past, my husband said ridiculous things, you know, like, oh, you're such a bad mother. I actually believe I'm a pretty good mother. Not the best, not perfect, but not bad. So when he says things like that, it really doesn't hurt me. There are other things he can say to me, which I'm not going to share here, which deep down in my darkest moments, I believe to be true. And, you know, they will hurt me. So just to recap, it's very simple. The Ten of Swords, the man lying, a woman lying on his front with all the swords, with the dusk or dawn behind him. Find some time in the next sort of 10 days to really listen to your inner thoughts. Maybe you want to write them down. Maybe you want to do some automatic writing. Maybe you want to do the breathing exercise. Breathe in to listen. Breathe out to let go. Breathe in to listen. Breathe out to let go. Maybe you just want to be still. Maybe you want to book in three times in the next week where you're just going to sit for 20 minutes and witness your own thoughts. What that will do, I believe, Six of Pentacles, the merchant giving out the coins but keeping some back, is it will highlight to you 
where the entangled controlling relationships are. Now, these may be very subtle. I am not saying you have to walk away from these relationships. And bear in mind that you have allowed yourself to play your part, even if that's victim. Maybe actually it's you that's the controller. Never forget that. As soon as you see those patterns, it becomes so much easier to step away from them and say, I'm not going down that route again. I am not replaying the same argument we have every Friday or whatever it may be. And then we have the five of swords, that willful, gleeful man with all the swords who is not hurt by other people's verbal insults. He is not controlled by other people's words because he has a deep sense of understanding about who he is. So I think, you know, there's a great opportunity for all of us over the next 10 days, and I will certainly be um, trying to do some of this myself. Um, It's difficult work. You know, if you find it too hard, just take it really slowly. But it's, um, it's a wonderful opportunity for all of us, I think, to step free of entanglements and dramas and those uh, roundabout relationships and arguments that just trigger us um, and don't allow us to feel the real joy of life. <laughs>